This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. All right, you are listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Uh, I am broadcasting from the STL Tax Lawyer Home Studio, still in quarantine. <laughs> Smash, you're on the line. How you doing today? Hey, I'm fine, man. It's a great day and uh, continues to be a great day and will continue to be a great weekend. I am kind of angry, and I'll talk to you about it later, but I am kind of angry the way they handle the NBA draft. But we'll talk about that okay. later. We can, we can talk about that. We yep. can talk, but first, uh, we're very fortunate to have as our guest today uh Friend, mentor of mine, former boss, uh, the current U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Missouri, Jeff Jensen. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank, thank you both for having me. Um, All right. Mark, it was, it's, always, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Smash, I haven't met you in person, but I'd, I'd like to thank you for everything you do for, for law enforcement and backstoppers in particular. Always. And the guns and hoses every year. 35 years at it, buddy. That's that's just wonderful. That's that's really important work. Right and everybody in law enforcement appreciates it. Well, I thank you very much. Can Mark? Can I ask the first question? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so you are, uh, uh, Mr. Jensen, a, a a mentor of Mark, and I'm just wondering, in the time you mentored him, do you find him to be a troublesome youth? <laughs> I. Mentor is an overstatement. He didn't need any mentoring. He came in uh, to the firm knowing what he was doing, uh, and it was just a, a matter of, of getting out of his way. But no, he was he was no trouble at all. <laughs> all right, I, I, over to you, partner. Jeff, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, I joked with with Smash because there was a picture of us posted uh, eating lunch at our sponsor <laughs> Rosalita's, and a buddy of mine commented, "Just a couple of fifty-year-olds having lunch." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty appropriate. Um, our old colleague used to say I was 32 going on 50, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, well, anyway, I, I really appreciate you being with us. Um, sure. You know, you, you've been the U.S. attorney now for, for almost four years. Um, you've accomplished a lot, um, and I want to just really, you know, let people know who you are. I think, um, you know, you are the, the top law enforcement officer for the eastern half of the state. Um, your background, I think, is is amazing. I mean, I don't think you could tailor make uh, a U.S. attorney with your background. Um, so, tell us a little bit about that kind of how you got started in law enforcement and and how your career progressed. Sure. Well, I, I uh, grew up in Chicago. Uh, then I then I went to college uh, at, at Indiana University, uh, studied accounting. Hey, uh, you went to IU. I went to IU. Cla- class of 73 right here, partner. Well, you you stayed around there, didn't you, Smash? Did, did you have I, a band I, or something? I did, man. I stayed there for seven years. <laughs> okay. It was great. You were there till 80? Yeah. You, you were in a band. You had a band, right? I had a band out there called Pure Funk. We were a bunch of white guys playing black music, and we played all the dorms, all the house parties and everything. Man, Dunmeadow, we owned that plot of land. Was there... Did you play uh, Little Five? Little Five. Yeah, many, many times. I was, I was even in that movie that they made about, uh, uh, you know, the the bicyclists, uh, bicyclists yeah, in Little Five. Breaking I, away. I was in that. Yeah, there you go. I was in that movie, man. 
I was up in the stands oh, wow. amongst 10,000 people, but I was in it. There were some good bands. Well, you know, obviously John Cougar, but there were some, there were some great bands back then. Do you remember uh, Henry Lee Summer? Yeah, I know Henry Lee. Henry Lee was a kid. He used to come watch us in Terre Haute, and, uh, and he was a great guy, and he had a magnificent career. He had about three or four big-time uh, national hits. But man, right. you talking about uh, yeah, I was uh, running rampant in the hippie days over there, man. But I don't think uh, I don't think Mark really wanted to bring you on so that you and I could reminisce about <laughs> you. Good point. Great. Fair point. It's great. It's great. So you got your accounting degree from you. Got accounting degree from IU. Then I went to work for uh, Price Waterhouse. Now it's Price Waterhouse Coopers. Uh, for about a year, and then uh, I joined the FBI, became an agent. They were hiring CPAs because of the savings and loan frauds. Um, so I worked there from 89 to 99. I was assigned to St. Louis as an agent, and then I went uh, had some, some cases that brought me to court quite a bit, and I, I watched what the AUSAs did, the prosecutors, and, and I just really wanted to try that. So I went to law school at night at SLU. Um, and then uh, became an, an assistant U.S. attorney or federal prosecutor uh, for, for another 10 years and then was in private practice uh, for eight years after that. And I started, I started as U.S. attorney in October of 2017. Yeah, and so, yeah, so you actually attended law school at night while being a full-time FBI agent and raising a family. Is that right? I did. Um, it was it was a busy time, and, and quite you know obviously the, much of the burden was on my spouse um, because I, I just wasn't around. I worked all day and then went to school at night and then studied on the weekends. So it was it was a long five years. <laughs> wow! And, and as an FBI agent, I mean, do you have any specific memories that stand out, like cool experiences that you can share with you know during your time as an agent? Well, for for me, it was kind of. It was actually kind of two jobs. Um, I, I was I primarily worked white collar crime cases and had some had some interesting cases that were um, that that ended up in court, um, which which I, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, then separately, I was on the the FBI SWAT team, which is kind of the opposite, um, which 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 was also very interesting. And we'd ended up traveling around for different events around the country when they needed needed people. Um, so that was, that was, that was really, really fun job. Very cool. So you go to law school at night, get your degree, um, go work at the U S attorney's office as a, as a AUSA, um, or assistant U S attorney. Um, so, I mean, how did all those experiences and as well as your private practice experience, how did that prepare you to become the U S attorney, the lead dog, if you will? I think, I think it helped. Um, Quite a bit, just just because I at least when I was an, an assistant U.S. attorney, I, I, I bounced around uh, among different types of cases. I, I did started out as many people do in, in the violent crime section, um, which is sort of the more most court time, um, and, and learning how to how to how to work cases and, and and be in court. And that was that was interesting. Then I switched over to be uh, the um, cyber crime prosecutor for a couple of years. On, on uh, intrusions, for the most part, back then, and then um, and, and child pornography types of offenses, and then went on to white collar crime cases uh, as as a prosecutor. So I had a number of different vantage points, kind of a expert at nothing, 
um, but but had had general knowledge, which and then also investigating cases as an agent and then defending cases in private practice. Uh, again, just gives me uh, different vantage points. So it, I think it's helpful to be U.S. attorney because there's so much going on in this office. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people don't realize you not only have the the, the criminal docket, but you your office also handles civil cases, right? I mean, if people sue the sue the United States, and your office handles those as well. Correct. So we have a criminal side and a civil side. Um, for the most part, the civil side, you know, their job is to protect the treasury of the United States. So that can be uh, collecting money from people who defraud uh, the United States or, or defending uh, various government agencies when they're being sued. And it doesn't get as much attention as the criminal stuff, but it's it's extremely important work. And then on the criminal side, that's broken into a whole bunch of different areas. The violent crime gets quite a bit of the attention, um, but there, there's always significant cyber cases going on, white-collar crime cases, national security cases. Um, so it's a, it's a, there's quite a bit going on, and, and that it's uh, about 70 extremely experienced, dedicated prosecutors and about 50 in the support staff. Uh, they're just, it's, it's an honor to, to work with them day in and day out, and they, they just do a tremendous job here. Hey, can I jump Absolutely. in, Mark? And I know when I was back in my day, when I was with the DOJ tax division, I would get to come to St. Louis for the holidays, and everyone in the office there would, would welcome me, and I'd get a little guest office to work from. Um, so it really is a, a great office. Um, this is Jeff Jensen, the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Missouri, joining us here on the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. So, Jeff, when you when you take a job like this and, and you know – take over uh, managing this office? I mean, do you have a list of priorities that you set out at the beginning? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about kind of what your priorities have been as the U.S. attorney? I did. I had priorities at the beginning, and, of course, it, it evolves. Um, so we, uh, I, I felt as though we, we needed to spend more time on, on violent crime cases, especially those involving uh, firearms and, and drug dealing. But but the rest of the office has to go on. We have we have political corruption cases ongoing all the time. We have all these fraud cases and, and cyber intrusion cases, and national security cases, and child sex offenses. Um, there's quite a bit going on. But I I more than doubled the resources being applied to violent crime uh, because I thought that was the the city's greatest need, the metropolitan area's greatest need. Uh, when I came in, and, and really we've added to it since then, and the Attorney General Eric Schmidt is, is now has four or five of his assistants working in this office, just shoulder to shoulder with the assistant U.S. attorneys. Um, so it's it's been quite a violent crime emphasis, but but again, the the rest of the work uh, goes on, and, and and with fewer resources, they're able to they're able to keep up the fight on all those other types of cases as well. Can I jump in real sure. quick? Sure, Smash, go ahead. Okay, I was just thinking, I'm listening to you there, and I'm thinking, <clears throat> you know, with a job like you do, Mr. Jensen, a job like you do, man, do you ever worry about your family? Because you're dealing with bad people, man. I don't. Um, I, for the most part, Smash, once once people get in the, yeah. get in the system, so to yeah. speak, yeah. Um, they're, 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 they're supervised um, very closely. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I don't worry about that. There, there were a couple times as an FBI agent where I where I felt some threats. Yeah. Um, but not not in this job. Uh, I, I I do spend quite a bit of time in the community though, and I think just like any other any other citizen, 
I worry about the general violent crime, mm, right. uh, not not related to my particular position, but mm-hmm. just violent crime in general mm-hmm. as I'm out and about. Sure. And, and as far as violent crime goes, I, we've had uh, Tim Garrison, uh, who's the U.S. Attorney for the Western District on our show, and he, he talked about Operation Legend, which is a, a, a program or, or an operation that has also expanded into the Eastern District of Missouri. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what you've seen as a result of, of that effort? Sure. Uh, well, that's great. You had Tim on. He's a, he's a fantastic U.S. attorney uh, mm-hmm. in person. Um, but Operation Legend is really a surge of federal resources to assist the uh, city police department because they're undermanned right now uh, and overworked. So we met with the city many, many times trying to decide where these resources should should best be applied and then brought in uh, many federal agents and redirected many federal agents we're already in St. Louis uh, towards that task of, of supporting the city police department, primarily in the, the fourth, fifth, and sixth districts, which is the north part of St. Louis, and in the hom- in homicide, um, and, and a bunch of other uh, functions where they're assisting. And it, it's been uh, it's coincided. Well, first of all, it's resulted in just hundreds of arrests. I mean, over 800 arrests of um, violent crime type cases about 250 guns taken off the street. We've charged federally just being more, more aggressive than, than or trying to move more quickly than we have in the past, about 350 defendants. That's all in the first 12 weeks. Um, and it's coincided with a reduction in violent crime, um, which is, which has been good. Of course you can't, there's there's some you know some discussion as to whether Operation Legend uh, led to that decline. I think the only the only way to really figure that out would be to rewind the clock and not do Operation Legend and see what happens. But it's not um, you know we we just have to do everything we can right now. So it has coincided with um, a reduction in, in homicide of about it was about 50 percent as of last week, but we've had a terrible week this week. Um, so that that number will be lower. Um, and, and reduction of um, on aggravated assaults with firearms and, and other other violent crime categories. But again, it's it's always the causation versus correlation argument. You can't you can't know that any one thing is making a difference. What I'm really trying to do is is get the violence to a level that these more important longer term efforts that are ongoing by many members in the community. You know, they've got the Urban League doing their de-escalations and the Save Our Sons program, and Father and Family Support, reconnecting fathers to their families, and Demetrius Johnson Foundation, the Clergy Coalition through Pastor Roderick Burton. I mean, all, all they're doing some really, really important work, but you just can't do it when, when you're in the middle, of, when boats are flying. So we, we're, yeah. we're doing what we can uh, to try to tamp down the violence so those more important uh, efforts addressing root causes can go forward. Well, Jeff, we appreciate everything you're doing. I know that you work tirelessly uh, in your role as the U.S. Attorney. Uh, I don't know. We've got some time, Smash. You, you want to you want to share any more Bloomington stories with Mr. Yeah, Jeff man. Or, or uh, <laughs> hey, so uh, so let me ask you. I'll call you Jeff now, since we're talking about IU. Um, did, <laughs> were you there in the days when Bobby Knight was throwing chairs around and everything, man? Because that was a glorious era. Right. I, I was there from '85. Uh, uh, yeah, 85 until 89. Ah, so you're a youngster. Right then. in there. We won a national championship. Yeah. It, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> that was it was a great time. A fun time. That was a great time. You know, I ran for student body president and they wouldn't let me have it. It was almost like the, what they're doing with the, you know, the Trump vote count and everything, man. 
because they said you had to take 12 hours, and I was only taking two, and they disqualified me, right? Can you believe something like that? Justice, Imagine that. that. You're a justice guy. More importantly, Smash, I was, reading, I was reading your bio before this, and I saw I was looking at some of the bands you've, I guess you've played with or, yeah. or warmed up. Sure. One of them was uh, Rush. Oh, How yeah. was that, and where was it? Oh, that was in Indianapolis at Market Square Arena. And uh, they were, you know, coming off their early days of albums. We uh, had our first album released, and we were one of the first bands to play with them. Bob Seger was on that show, as was Bachman Turner Overdrive. So that was a uh, monster show, and we opened up uh, for everybody there. But what I wanted to see about those boys were, is this really three guys, or is there like a full orchestra backstage that nobody's seeing? But it was three guys that made all that music, and it was spectacular. Right. Sounds sounds like about two drummers at a time, right? Yeah, I know. I know. It was spectacular, though, man. And that was the actual days when they didn't have the electronics put onto it. And it was just bass, guitar, and drums, you know. And, and they were thunderous in their, their own way. So we had a uh, wonderful run as a, a band trying to make it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I know you you got a busy schedule, so we won't keep you. Well, wait, we I'm really not done talking you. to Jeff about IU. <laughs> you guys can do that on the side. You guys can set up some time uh, another time. Jeff Jensen, U.S. Attorney, thank you so much for joining Thanks a lot. us. Thank you for having me. All, All right. right. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Jeff Jensen, Mark Milton, Asher Ben Ruby the Smash, David Solomon over there. Hey, we are bringing you a show like don't nobody else bring you. Why? Because we don't do it like everybody else does it. Why? Because we don't have to. Why? Because we ain't working for nobody but ourselves. Why? We are working in total for you. And with that in mind, we, we, we right. yeah, exactly. We shall return here to the Mark Milton show. Uno momento, por favor, for those listening in the international community.